0: Hello everybody, this is Rich Sports Talk broadcasting on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and available for download on iTunes. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the podcast. If you'd like to get on the show, please email us richsportstalk at gmail.com or reach out on Twitter, Facebook, under the Rich Sports Talk brand. Got a lot to get into the show, including a unique take on the NFL roughing the passer penalty epidemic that we seemingly have. But I'm going to start with something that I've heard all last night and all through today. And it sounds like a broken record. Everybody's saying, oh, New England's in trouble. The Patriots, is this the season where the mighty have fallen? To quote the great Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X, relax. People, New England has been the model of consistency in the NFL. Personally, as a New York Jet fan, I can attest to this, seeing them dominate the AFC East Year after year after year. So I did a little digging today. It's going to be interesting. Everyone's saying, oh, they're in trouble against the Dolphins. No, they're not. They're home against the Dolphins. And after getting embarrassed on national TV, you don't think the Patriots are going to come out swinging at home in Foxborough against the Dolphins? Who, by the way, who have the Dolphins beaten? Oh, right, the Titans, who could score nine points this last weekend and have issues at the quarterback position, they beat the Raiders, who are right now, in my opinion, the most dysfunctional franchise in the NFL, and they beat the Jets in a close game where Sam Donald set the record for a youngest quarterback to throw for over 300 yards. So for everyone riding the Dolphins hype train... Guys, take, take take it down a notch, okay? Just slow it down. The Patriots will be fine. And they'll be 2-2 two and two by the end of next weekend. And everyone's saying, oh, they're in big trouble. Well, interestingly enough, in the last 10 years, they've started 2-2 two and two three times. 2012, 2014, and 2017. you want to know how the Patriots did those years? 2012, 2-2, two and, two, and actually started 1-2 like this year. They finished 12-4 and four and 1st in the... ACEs. Well, what about 2014, two. 2-2? They finished 12 and 4. Well, what about 2017? Oh, they started 2 and two. 13 and 3. Folks, the Patriots are going to be fine. They are playing chess when everyone is playing checkers. Let me remind you: who is the most active team this time of year? It's New England. See, when most teams get their roster, then a training camp, they're pretty much set. They might add a free agent piece here or there, maybe a trade here or there. I've never seen a team more active during the trade deadline and during the middle of the season trading pieces, trading players, signing players, adding players, moving on from players than New England. They adjust incredibly well, and they use these first few weeks where other teams are really using... Their resources to figure out other teams. The Patriots are scouting other teams. They're trying to find players that other teams are undervaluing who would fit in their system and bring them in. We've seen this time and time again. We saw last week that brought Josh Gordon, and he didn't suit up against the lines because of a hamstring issue, and probably because they're trying to ease him into the playbook. Even if he doesn't work out, why they give up a fifth-round pick for him, which is basically a guy you hope makes the roster. Okay, but we've seen this again and again and again. The Patriots make midseason adjustments. And don't worry, the Patriots are going to get Edelman back after a four-game suspension. That's going to help with the receiving core. Sonny Michelle seems to be trending upwards at the running back position. They'll figure it out. And oh, by the way, the two losses, everyone's saying, oh, they lost to the Lions, they lost to the Jaguars, both on the road, and both were those team Super Bowls. The Jaguars have circled that date. And came up, ramped up, ready to go, ready to prove to the world that they were better than the Patriots. They beat the Patriots, and what did they do this weekend? They laid a 9-6 egg to Tennessee. Well, what about Detroit? You know, Matt Matt Patricia knows Brady very well. He's a defensive coordinator, and he had a good game plan. And also, the Lions had an incredible game plan last night where they ran the football well. This is the first time they've had a 100-yard rusher in years. They moved the football well. They played the right game plan, and Brady couldn't come from behind last night. It was on the road, in prime time. Matt Patricia knows that team very well, and that was their Super Bowl. So we're talking about two teams that were going to give the Patriots the best, and I know every team's going to give the Patriots the best because they're the Patriots. But you have to also look... I, I even said, look, the Patriots, I don't think they're as talented as last year. I said they were going to pull back in my preview. This was going to be the first year they weren't going to get 12 and I had them at 11-5. At I said potentially 10-6, but I'm going to give Brady and Belichick the benefit of the doubt. Look, they get to play in their division. They even start division play. They play the Dolphins twice with Ryan Tannehill. At the very least, they're going to split that series. And then more importantly... Bill Belichick, one of the best defensive minds we've ever had in football, gets two rookies, gets Sam Darnold twice, and he gets Josh Allen twice. You don't think the Patriots are going to love those two matchups? And I understand they don't have great defensive personnel, but their scheme, you don't think he's going to scheme for these young rookie quarterbacks? I mean, come on. The Patriots are going to be fine. I know a lot of people are getting excited because like, this could be the year the Patriots finally fall. This could be our team's year it's not going to be. We've seen this way too many times. The Patriots have a bub. I know there's been frustration this year, but they'll figure it out. They might not be a 12-4 and juggernaut, but they're going to get 10 wins, 11 wins. They're going to win this AFC East. They're going to get to the postseason. And going into the postseason, they're probably going to be, if not the favorite, the second favorite to get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. So everyone knocking the Patriots, just relax. Now, I want to get into something that means a lot to me. For those of you who don't know, I am a high school football official. And the biggest thing I've heard the last two weekends is everyone complaining about the officiating, especially the roughing the passer penalty. Clay Matthews has now gotten hit for it twice, and everyone's screaming, this isn't classic football, this isn't contact, you have to lay a pillow down. I've seen all those spoof videos and tweets, and this isn't football how it's supposed to be played. We got to pull back a little bit now. Well, a lot of people don't know is referees throughout the season, there's points of emphasis. This is going to be a point of emphasis this year, like the helmet rule. However, like the preseason for those four weeks, referees had four weeks of tape going to the season of the helmet rule. Why we didn't have the roughing the passers because it was the preseason. Teams weren't going as hard. We didn't have the star quarterbacks in. So it was harder to judge this penalty until we got to the regular season. Now we're going to have tape on it. Although according to Pro Football Talk in America with Peter King, they went over a lot of plays last week, and every week referees will get taped, will get to see some of the points of emphasis. And last week, it wasn't one of the points of reference, but I guarantee you this week, the referees, this is going to be a point of emphasis. And I know a lot of people are upset, especially defensive players. Defensive players in the NFL, I feel terrible for because you keep saying, well, how are they supposed to hit these guys? But I do laugh because the most vocal fan base about this rule is Has been Green Bay. Oh, they're trying to get us. You know, they have it out for Clay Matthews. They've cost us a game. And, you know, did that penalty give a tie to Minnesota? Yeah. But Green Bay, look in the mirror. Do you know why this rule is in the rule book? It's so a team like yours does not lose their franchise quarterback. Okay? It's so we don't lose these franchise quarterbacks. And we've seen it in the NFL. Football is better with the star quarterbacks. Look at yesterday. Drew Brees and Matt Ryan, 37-37, going to overtime. An absolute shootout. You cannot tell me that wasn't one of the most exciting games you've seen in a long time. That Ben Roethlisberger-Patrick Mahomes duel the weekend before. You can't tell me that wasn't great football. Or would you rather watch... A 9-6 to six defensive struggle against the Jaguars and Titans. Yeah, it's unwatchable, isn't it? And everyone keeps saying, oh, football was better then. Football was rough. It was tough. It was a man sport in the 80s and 90s. Do you know what we have now that we didn't have back then? For everyone that glorifies the 80s and 90s, they gave us great quarterbacks. But you know what we have now? We had these great quarterbacks playing longer in the league. Brady's 41. Breeze is approaching 40. We have quarterbacks playing to their late 30s. Do you know what happened to those great quarterbacks in the 80s and 90s? They left the game because of injury early. Jim Kelly was beaten up, had to leave the game early. Troy Aikman had to leave the game because of concussion issues. Roger Staubach had to leave the game early because of injuries. Joe Montana, Steve Young had to leave with because of concussions in 2000. He had a couple of years left, but he couldn't sustain the punishment. So for everyone telling me how great that previous era was, all those quarterbacks left early and had good years left, but they took such a pounding they couldn't keep going. We're in an era now where if you get a franchise quarterback, it used to be you hope you got 8 to 10 great years out of the guy. Now with the rule changes, you could get 15 to 18, potentially. And I understand that the quarterbacks are getting a lot of money, but it's a quarterback league. Let me give you an example. It was an injury this past weekend, even though it wasn't in the pocket, but it affects a whole team. The San Francisco 49ers coming this season, you couldn't tell me with Jimmy Garoppolo, they weren't going to be exciting to watch, right? He's going to miss the rest of the season because of an ACL injury. And C.J. Beathard is taking over. They're going to be unwatchable the rest of the season. They're going to be like they were before Jimmy Garoppolo got into games last year. They're going to be that team that couldn't move the football. You're, you're telling me you want to watch that product? Dallas to ask a Dallas fan, why are the Cowboys so boring? They can't move the football through the air with Dak Prescott. They're boring to watch. Even with these rookie quarterbacks, even with Darnold struggling on Thursday night, it's interesting. You want to watch that. You want to watch Baker Mayfield. You want to watch Josh Allen. You want to see Josh Rosen take over in Arizona. At least it gives you a compelling reason to watch. You're not going to want to watch San Francisco after that. You want to watch a good quarterback duel. And for every casual fan that's saying, well, you know, I want to see these quarterbacks and if it's not mine, I don't really care. Yeah, you do. You play fantasy football, right? If you had a player on the Packers or a player with a star quarterback, those numbers, they go up because of a great quarterback. If Drew Brees gets hurt, Alvin Kamara's numbers are going to go down. So if you love fantasy football, you also want these quarterbacks up, right? And I understand that defensive players are frustrated, but I'm telling you, this is going to be a point of emphasis. Defensive players are going to have to learn I think that they're going to be more strict and they're going to look for the actual lifting like a suplex. They're going to pay more attention to this in the referee meetings. It's going to take adjustments. In early, when you get a new rule for referees, we are taught by nature to throw it. We are taught to throw the flag and call the penalty. Part of the reason is we get film and then we can study that film and move forward because we have an idea we see what is acceptable and what to call where it's okay maybe didn't have to throw the flag there but the whole reason is we want to protect these great quarterbacks people talk about the ratings declining in the nfl do you know why the ratings declined one of the big reasons wasn't the kneeling wasn't the protesting it was because the quarterback play was awful how many quarterback injuries did we have last year in three of the biggest primetime games last year were with green bay Without Aaron Rodgers, people really wanted to tune in to see the Green Bay Packers, who without Aaron Rodgers were the Browns basically, play on primetime TV. No, you, you tune in for Aaron Rodgers. How many people turn off Sunday Night Football when Aaron Rodgers got hurt? You're like, oh, this game's over, it's 20 nothing. And then if you were looking on Twitter and say, oh my God, Aaron Rodgers is back in, you went back and you watched that amazing conclusion because of great quarterback play. But if the quarterback gets injured, like Jimmy Garoppolo did, and you know it's not in the situation where the rule is, that team's going to be unwatchable. How many teams can lose their star quarterback and be viable, but more importantly, be interesting for the viewing public? Not many. Maybe two or three. Ask Eagle fans after yesterday. Carson Wentz looks pretty good coming back, right? If I was to tell you Carson Wentz was going to miss 16 games, 16, would you be confident in Nick Foles? Would you want to watch the Eagles with Nick Foles for 16 games? I know people, oh, you know, he was great. Yeah, he played a couple games. They had locked up home field advantage, and he had a great Super Bowl. He played the game of his life in that Super Bowl. Not taken away from him, but... Eagles fans, if I was to tell you Nick Foles was out for the Nick Foles was your quarterback for the entire year, and Carson Wentz was out because of an injury for the entire year, be a little bit different, wouldn't it? Tom Brady was out, Patriots would be unwatchable. Ben Roethlisberger was out, Steelers would be unwatchable. Although, actually, they might be watchable because they're a complete soap opera right now. But in terms of on the field, they would be unwatchable. Folks, I understand that you're frustrated. Especially fans that these calls are going against. I understand that. But you have to understand where the referees are coming from. These first few weeks, it's trial and error. They are taught to call it. Be on the safe side and call it. So when they review those calls, they have film. And tape to go over so they make sure moving forward they get the call right they're trying to protect these quarterbacks that you invest multi-hundreds of millions of dollars in because it helps fantasy football it helps your team and it helps the viewing of the national football league when quarterback play is good this is a good rule they don't want to have a season without Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. They want these quarterbacks healthy. And I understand fans are frustrated, but let me ask you this. You want to talk about the glory days. How long did those quarterbacks last? We always look back on careers of quarterbacks in the 80s and 90s and you say, man, wouldn't it be great if you could have played a couple more years? I mean, could Joe Montana have gotten two good more years out of him, three we forget he was two full years with the back injury. Steve Young had to retire early because of concussions. Wouldn't we have liked to see him play for another couple of years? Jim Kelly? There's so many great quarterbacks. Troy Eggman with the Cowboys? There's so many great quarterbacks that were had to leave the game. We marveled at Brett Favre playing as late as he did. Now with these rules... Drew Brees and Tom Brady are playing at a high level late in their 30s into the early 40s. If you're a fan and you get a franchise quarterback at 22 now, instead of saying well we can have until he's 33, 34, his prime potentially could be 18 years. You don't have to go look for a quarterback for a potential two decades. That is huge. Keeping these quarterbacks healthy. It helps the viewing. It helps fantasy football, and I understand defensive players are frustrated and people don't like this rule, but the referees are working to get it right, and I understand that this could cost some games, and it's frustrating for fans, but let me ask you this, is it more frustrating Packers fans? You maybe lose a game or tie a game to Minnesota because of this call. But if this rule wasn't in there, if Aaron Rodgers next week gets hurt and your season is done, what's worse? I'll take the referees being cautious and protecting the NFL star players. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. If you have any comments on this episode, please reach out to us, richsportstalk at gmail.com. Remember to like and subscribe for all of our latest content, which is streaming on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker and available for downloads on iTunes. We are also exploring putting this on Spotify and iHeartRadio, so we will give you the latest on that. Going to do a couple of fun things in the upcoming weeks. Going to look into getting to some fantasy football advice. And after week four, we're going to have a fun special. We're going to do our hot seat tracker. I'm going to do this at every quarter mark in the season, who I think are the top five coaches on the hot seat, and see how that progresses throughout the season. We're going to have some very interesting ones, especially with a couple 0-3 starts. So that will be coming next week. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss that episode. It's going to be a good one. Once again, thank you so much for joining us here today on Rich Sports Talk.